0: hello everyone and welcome to the hoops crush podcast i'm eric Brandt and i'm joined as always by brady parks over there how you doing brady
1: i'm doing good how about yourself
0: oh not too bad man uh yeah just going through another week <laughs> How's your week been? yeah anything exciting happening?
1: uh not really. I've been taking my kids a hello appointments and it's just been a very busy week for me so uh mm. uh but glad I finally got the last one over and Of course, it's also been a crazy week in the n b a as far as news are concerned, so we got quite a bit to talk about today,
0: yeah, absolutely <laughs> um and uh yeah around here the uh ice finally melted uh last weekend, and uh things are back to normal just rainy and overcast instead of uh uh icy so Aiden can make it to the games again and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah that's always uh great news to hear we need DeAndre Ayton out there of course we need him dominating
0: <laughs> all right so yeah let's get into the Blazers uh week since we last spoke um they played the Pacers on Friday night uh actually beat them uh 118 to 115 um they sweep the season series uh they did that against the nets that we talked about last week and now the pacers um just uh, a pretty good win grant had 37 points um siakam uh and uh siakam made his debut after getting traded to the pacers and then uh Hal burton came back from injury in that one as well um obviously they were not uh completely on the same page yet um but that that'll be to come but uh Pascal gets in foul trouble and that helped a lot and uh Grant goes off and the Blazers get another win.
1: Yeah, the, obviously uh Halliburton ju- just came back as well and then Siakam's debut in Indiana. Uh this is the one game that Halliburton has played I believe. I don't think he's played another game with Siakam uh yet. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's been out the other uh, couple of games, but other than that obviously we take care of business jeremy grant drops 37 in this one brogdon re- perfect revenge game against one of his former teams was just absolutely torching them all night and then uh, of course jabari walker is the one that uh he's been really good lately man crashing the boards and uh ever since becoming a starter has honestly Started, yeah. yeah really blossomed for us and he was huge before this win uh, yeah i think i feel like we caught the pacers when they're still gelling of course with siakam yeah Dar. So uh, it was good to get a win, though I I wasn't anticipating us win this one, winning this one just because of the excitement of Halbert and Siakam both playing. But it felt good to catch them on uh, on the right note.
0: Absolutely, and then the Blazers at that point had won two in a row, uh, beating the Nets and the Pacers at home. Um, kind of nice to get back on like some winning games instead of um, whatever that road trip was. They went one and six on the road trip, and it was a lot of blowouts. So it was nice. And then you, so felt like the things were feeling pretty good for the Blazers. And then um, two days later, they go down to LA back on the road again. And uh, they just get absolutely blown out by LA and uh, wasn't really close. Uh, uh, what'd you think of the Lakers? Uh, the no show in LA. I,
1: I don't understand. The one thing that I don't understand is why DLO and I'm not saying it's, like, every game, but, like, it feels like every time we play him, he just absolutely goes off on us. I remember, like, years ago when he was on the Warriors and Dame was still here, he had, like, such an amazing game against us. And fortunately, we won that one because uh, Dame was having a great game, too. And then, of course, last night, or not last night, you know, when we played the Lakers, just absolutely just was hitting everything, pretty <laughs> basically. And uh, I, I don't understand because D'Lo usually doesn't like that, but when he mm-hmm. plays us, he he's, like, prime Steph or something. I, I have no clue. Uh, but yeah, just a pretty disappointing game for the most part. Never really in it, it felt like, and uh, the blade or the Lakers had our number the whole night.
0: Yeah, what's funny with D'Lo is, uh, like, if you just watched that game, you'd be like, "Why are the Lakers trying to trade this guy? Like, <laughs> uh, wouldn't he be a good player to have on a on a winning team?" And uh, but no, it's like most games. Yeah, he isn't isn't really like that. Although he's been playing well um last couple of weeks but yeah i had a good game uh, against
1: the clippers the other night when yeah. uh, uh lebron was out uh but yeah i mean just absolutely he's, torched us
0: he's been acting weird in the media too uh, like i think he unfollowed the lakers on instagram or something <laughs> you know that petty stuff that probably people do he's being um yeah i mean the lakers are kind of in a situation where they're probably if they're going to make a move they're probably going to have to trade someone like dillo or, you know, one of their rotation players, just cause they don't really have a lot of like tradable contracts that aren't playing right now. So they're definitely going to have to make a move that way. Um, and I don't know, it'd be interesting to see what they give up or how many assets they're willing to give up. They can trade one future first right now. Um. If you attach that to d do you really upgrade that much with the kind of players that are out there right now? Um, That's yet to be seen. But, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be uh, interesting to watch them um, maneuver around the trade deadline that they did last year. Um, So we we lose that game kind of just like, okay, let's forget about this. And then we go into OKC. I think this game was Tuesday night. And... (laughs) OKC is what we lost by forty-three and sixty-two to them so far. So you think, oh great, here's another blowout loss. Um, We're we're gonna get blown out again, and we're right back to not really caring too much about the Blazers anymore because it's it's kind of boring. But lo and behold, they play one of their better games of the season, and uh, this game came down to the end. The Blazers actually took a five-point lead. With about 29 seconds left. And uh, end up losing this game. Mostly because there was a play. uh, So the Thunder end up cutting it to one. And uh, the Blazers have the ball. There's like 25 seconds left. Um, And in that situation, you have to... (laughs) you have to finish the game, at least make the other team earn it or whatever. And uh, unfortunately, whether it's the refs that took this one away from the Blazers or the Blazers just kind of, um, well, double dribbled it down their legs. Um, it, I, I, where do you fall on this? Did you, how how uh, How closely did you watch this play over and over again? And uh, what did you think of the refs non-call in this situation?
1: Yeah, so obviously uh, the in- or the Blazers have filed like uh, a grievance against the refs. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think there's been an update on that. Uh, but uh, as I was telling Eric, every angle that I was like, and I only saw like only a couple, I feel like, but I, I couldn't tell if Brogdon was calling a timeout or not. Uh, Eric has since told me that he clearly is saying timeout, but I, I didn't see that one. Uh, mm-hmm. So it does suck for that to happen because – and then for Chauncey to get double tech, And I assume, obviously, Chauncey's behind the ref. And I know the, cha- or the ref has his back turn. But I'm going to assume in that scenario, Chauncey's yelling timeout. Um, yeah. And I know maybe maybe the ref's saying Brogdon yep. didn't have full control or whatever. But it cl- feels like it clearly does. And yeah. I think a timeout should have been granted to us. Uh, but unfortunately, the, you know the refs decided what they – the refs decided no, not at all. And then, uh, you know, they get the tech. And then uh, uh, they, you know, tie the game up. And I believe it isn't it Jalen Williams that hits the game winner on us. So, uh, yeah, that was all she wrote from there. So, yeah, really unfortunate. Really, really unfortunate.
0: And for those that didn't really see it. uh, So the Blazers dribble the ball or Anthony dribbles the ball, passes it across the court to Malcolm, who dribbles across half court, picks up his dribble in a kind of a bad spot. But um, he goes, he grabs the ball like he's calling timeout and then goes to turn, and you can, like I said um, to you prior to this, I clearly see him yelling timeout. I clearly see Chauncey behind him yelling timeout. Um, And so he goes, he turns around like you normally would when you're calling timeout to shield the ball. And I don't know if he thought timeout was granted or what, but so he just, like, stands there for a second, nothing happens, and then – you got people swiping at the ball. Um, he's being double teamed and then, um, all chaos ensues from there. Uh, so he ends up, I I think it's hit in the face. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, he says he got hit in the face. Um, and, but the refs uh, last two minute report doesn't say anything other than the double dribble was the correct call. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so then Chauncey like runs up to the ref, and I don't think it was like an intentional like hit the ref or anything, but he bumps him uh, or runs into him kind of. And then um, yeah, once he gets a technical, he just loses it, and I don't probably rightfully so. I mean, I don't know how a ref can anticipate a timeout being called in that situation, and you're standing right there next to the action. Uh, So I do feel like the Blazers got hosed here. Um, Do you feel like that cost them a win or do you think um, it's just part of the game and they should have handled it better?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it it definitely cost them a win. Uh, I'm definitely curious, even if the NBA uh, like decides. Something like what what is even going to like if it does go in our favor, what would they even do? Like restart the game from that spot? No, <laughs> I think what I
0: happened is they'll just be like, sorry, they didn't hear it. Um you you call timeout, but the, the refs have to hear and acknowledge it, and you have to play until that whistle happens. So um <laughs> I think even if they're like if they win the protest which i don't think they will but yeah. if, even if they do i think they'll just say sorry uh there's nothing we can do to to fix it um yeah i mean I kind say,
1: of, it's not even in the nba's like like it's not even in their best interest to be like oh well you you guys were right so uh yeah. we'll, we'll do something about it. like what well, are they even gonna do
0: because where does the line be drawn like yeah. you, you could then replay any game that has a missed call or <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> uh anything like that if you if you open up that box so i I just think they'll they'll probably uh or maybe they'll rescind chauncey's technicals or something and not find him um for those maybe but, they
1: can find the refs, potentially i don't know maybe i,
0: mean, I, I, I don't, don't know, know. yeah uh, so but yeah i mean they much. just they just missed it like I don't know what you're supposed to do to the because they just they missed the call and or yeah. missed the I didn't see it, but no. I don't, I, it's hard to real quick. It's hard to remember like a time where you're watching a game and a, someone calls a timeout and the refs don't grant it or don't call it. Like it's, it's very rare that you see that. Cause, uh, I mean, the refs have to know the who has timeouts and they're always aware of that. And so if you get double teamed in that situation. And you have a timeout, and you turn the ball, you turn with the ball, and are holding it like this. Like, what else is he doing there other than trying to call a timeout? He wouldn't let himself get trapped, and just waste our timeout. So, um, yeah, it's I'm not really understanding how the refs can can miss that.
1: Yeah, I feel like if uh, you know, I I think this was in the in season tournament, if I remember correctly, it might have been a different game, but. If the Lakers could get a timeout in that one weird position when they didn't have the ball, then we should have been able to get a timeout in that situation, I feel like. Yeah,
0: you're referring to a play where the ball is loose. Reeves doesn't even have control of the ball. And, like, someone else, it was LeBron, or someone is calling timeout on the other side of the court. And the refs uh, grant timeout. And the ball is, like, Reeves isn't even close to the ball or holding the ball, no possession. And they granted the timeout, and yeah, that was just ridiculous. Really uh, go was. look that up if you haven't seen it it's <laughs> it's bad. It's really um bad. so yeah they get they get a timeout when they don't even have the ball in that situation. <laughs> Brogdon clearly has the ball and is calling timeout, and Chauncey's the only timeout, and we can't even get it get it but um but yeah, then SGA misses one of the two free throws, so we tie- they tie the game, but fortunately they have the ball then, um I think there was about fifteen seconds left. And they bleed some of the clock and end up um, hitting another Jalen Williams shot um, with uh, just a couple seconds left. and uh, Or was there like 1.6 seconds left or something like that? Or two seconds or something? I forget how much time. Uh, But Blazers go down two. Uh, No Chauncey. And I I don't know where Scott Brooks is because he escorted – Chauncey off the court, um, so I don't even know if he was in the huddle. But the Blazers, I thought, drew up a great play at the end, um, and they end up throwing a lob to DeAndre Ayton, who was wide open on a curl. And uh, unfortunately, Malcolm uh, was throwing the inbounds pass, and he threw it low and behind him, so it never even got to him. uh, got stolen, Uh, but I, I thought it was a good play and would have tied the game if it was a better pass. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, the Blazers lose a heartbreaker there.
1: I feel like if we were, like, trying to compete for something this year, I'd be a lot more mad about right. it. But since we suck, it's, like, whatever, I guess.
0: Like the goaltend in Utah. <laughs> yeah, like, that That <laughs> was different. That was that one made me mad, but. Well, see, that one, uh, I I believe the Blazers protested that game as well. And, uh, yeah. They, um, they
1: didn't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, it was just, like, yeah, we missed it too bad. you know. <laughs> it's, right. it's part of the game.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Uh, but then the Blazers have a back-to-back. Uh, so the very next night, they have to get right back on the court in Houston. And uh, this is kind of a weird game. Uh, were you able to catch this one?
1: Oh, yeah. Very fun yeah. game to watch. Very yeah. fun throughout. There was a
0: lot of uh, lead changes and ties. And at several points, you felt like the Blazers were going to take, take control of the game and then at several points it seemed like Houston had complete control of the game including being up six um, or four they're up four with uh uh with what about 15 or 16 seconds left when Malcolm Brogdon hits a three to cut it to one the Blazers uh end up fouling oh no uh Brogdon Brogdon hit that three with like Three seconds left. And then they had a foul to give. So they had to foul and then they had to foul again. And then um, both free throws are made. And then the Blazers call a timeout. They try to run a, a screen, a double screen for Anthony, but um, Houston's in like a, a different defense than they anticipated. And so Brogdon probably should have gotten a five-second <laughs> call. call. Um, but uh, he throws it up to Jeremy, uh, who Ends up banking in a three, might've traveled again. Um, uh banks in a three at the buzzer, ties the game. Uh, and we head to overtime and then the Blazers take control in overtime and get the victory. Um, Anthony in this one had 33 points, uh, pretty good game from him.
1: Yeah, I feel like you had it all in this game. You had uh, Scoot Henderson get off to a great start. Deion Drayton actually had a good game as well. Definitely missed a few crucial buckets down the stretch. Uh, Anthony Simons was cooking all night. Uh, Thiebel in that fourth, I believe, it was the fourth quarter. Just so many steals, getting in the passing lanes. It just felt like uh, we were getting in transition so much in the fourth or the third. I can't remember what it was, but Thiebel was just absolutely amazing all night. And then uh, Shingun, of course, always really fun to watch. Uh, gives us thirty. Jalen Green. You had Jalen Green talking some act to Anthony Simons. Uh, so Simons responds. So I feel like this game pretty much had everything you could have wanted. And then as you said that last last play uh Jeremy Grant like catches it and then like takes like two or three steps to the right and banks in a three to tie the game and i was just like wow i, I don't know what it is about Jeremy Grant but catching the ball high and then like taking <laughs> two steps or three steps and then banks it in uh did yeah. that against Phoenix of course as well um and then yeah in overtime we just absolutely took control malcolm brogdon just basically took over the game it felt like an ot and that was all she wrote, and uh, I didn't think we had any business winning that game down the stretch. Like, no. of, course, of course, like throughout the game, it was close and competitive, but felt like the Rockets had it, you know, in the bag, and then they find a way to let it go, which I was quite surprised by. But Grant obviously saves the day uh, with that huge, huge shot at the end. Uh, really good play, and I'm just glad it, it was a fun, it was a fun game overall. Really fun game. And It was cool to see it win.
0: Yeah, so that means the Blazers have now won three out of their last five. Um, should probably be four out of five, uh, because when you're up one, um, there was not enough time for the thunder to, um, bleed out the clock. So the Blazers at worst would have been shooting free throws to go up two or three. Um, so you figure they should have probably won that game. Uh, refs tip that one, but still three out of five, uh, we'll take it right with the way the season's gone. Unless you're hoping for them to lose every game, I don't know where you stand on that. But
1: no, not really. I'm just you know, I'm not really rooting for anything, honestly. If we win, that's great. If we lose, I don't really care either. Uh, it definitely, it's definitely you know, unusual territory for me. I mean, obviously, the last couple of seasons have been like this, but uh, ever since I took over being a Blazers fan for the most year, <laughs> most of the part, most part, we've always been in the playoffs. So, um, you know, this is the first year where we're like at the beginning we're not actually trying like we are trying but like obviously there was no expectations this year so uh it's different territory uh but i'm along for the ride and uh i'm hoping obviously at the deadline we get a lot of things done to put this franchise in the right uh steps going forward because i think uh cronin can do a lot of good things if he you know does what we all expect him to be able to do but we'll see what happens
0: yeah absolutely um so Is there anything else, uh, blazer wise that you've noticed this week? What what else do you want to talk about?
1: I want to talk about the quote from Deandre Ayton really bad. Oh Uh,
0: yes. Okay. Here we uh, go.
1: Absolutely weird. And just crazy. Uh,
0: say what the quote is. Yeah. So
1: I'm sure most of you guys know watching this, he says that, uh, I, I don't know it word for word, but he says I'm a max player and will continue to be a max player. I have nothing left to prove which makes literally zero sense to me. And I think it makes zero sense to everyone else. Um, I'm not sure where, you know, after this contract, I'm not sure he'll ever be a max player ever again. So I don't really understand where, why he's saying this. It's kind of, it's just so weird. I just, I, I couldn't even believe it was real. I thought it was fake at first, but it seems like it's generally real. And I'm not sure why Aiden has that sense of entitlement. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, I guess he's gone to an NBA Finals, whatever. I don't know if that's why he thinks that. But yeah, man, I that quote, I hate it. I absolutely hate the quote. Like, it's just such weird mentality.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And then, did you see what he posted the next day?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think I did. On
0: Instagram or something, he posted some uh, song lyrics, and uh, it was about like counting your money or something oh, stacking God. your money <laughs> yeah oh, not caring about anything as you count your money <laughs> oh, my was the basic premise I'm, I'm paraphrasing i don't know the exact words but who's something some to that extent it's like dude the awareness of this guy is just <laughs> so low man like dude like you can think those things like it's normal to think those things you don't say them out loud especially <laughs> when there's all kinds of questions about your attitude and mentality and all this kind of stuff. You're just proving everyone right when you say that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really frustrating. And uh, I I don't know, man, I just, I'm, I was open to Aiden um, once he was a blazer, but I just, I have a, I have a hard time rooting for people that have that kind of attitude and, and who think about things in that way. Um, like you can say you earned a max contract, but you shouldn't be saying like you've like you have nothing to prove and stuff like that. <laughs> like crazy. what about all the stuff <laughs> this summer you said you had to prove, right? Like it was Monty and Chris Paul and Booker that were the problem, not me, and they didn't use me right, and it wasn't my attitude. I just didn't like being there and all that kind of stuff. Like, doesn't that mean you had a ton to prove like I don't I don't get how he could say that he has nothing to prove Um uh, yeah it's just kind of weird
1: yeah it it just made literally zero sense to me I mean what he's still like 26 27 and it, like he's still got a lot of years ahead of him you would assume I mean I assume he still you know obviously I, I don't know what his future is obviously and I know and even people that loved or that, you know, still like like DeAndre and root for him had a hard time, you know, looking at that mm-hmm. quote and, you know, agreeing with it. Cause it's just it's- a quote that no one's going to agree with. It's just, it's just a stupid thing to say. It really is. And, uh, you know, I had, you had, uh, Tory saying that we should salary dump him, And, uh, I, I agree if possible, if the, the Hornets want him, yeah. go ahead. That's fine. But I, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just it it sucked to see, and we know we know Devin Booker when we played the Suns. Aiden had a great game. He says I challenge him to play like that every night. There's obviously clear clearly a reason why Booker said that. So it's like not a secret anymore. I think even Aiden has just proved that like he truly just doesn't care. I guess like I it just feels yeah. like he's just happy that he got his money. He'll play basketball because you know he's getting paid for it. And outside of that he doesn't care what happens next like which sucks it really does because the man could be really talented but sounds like he'll never have the motivation to be um you know better than what he is now
0: yeah and he's still good enough to put up good numbers and play well in certain games but yeah you're never going to be consistently good and you're never gonna be dominating if you (laughs) Uh, if you have that attitude, so just kind of disappointed to hear that after, especially this far into the season, you would have thought at this point, you know, say something about, yeah, I'm on a max contract, but I want, I want to have some team success here in Portland or, or I, I definitely feel like I can play better. I think I've earned a max contract, but I want to be better than I am not yeah, everything's cool. I'm I'm a max contract and I've got my money, you know.
1: <laughs> basically, that's like basically yeah. the mentality, Jeez. which it's uh, crazy, I, man. It's just crazy he's admitting it. That's that's, I know, that's, right. that's the thing. Well at too. least he's honest, I guess, I right? Guess, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you so. gotta give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I respect honesty. Uh just was not expecting that, but
0: right. All right, well let's move on to the big coach firing um so Wes Unseld is out in Washington. No, he is out. He is, he is out. <laughs> yeah, he is out. And they let him go or he's moving into the front office or some BS. Yeah, uh, But they did go. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously not what I wanted to talk to you about. Brady. Uh-huh. Um, so Adrian Griffin, uh, the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the only coach there for 43 games this is his first season. And the Milwaukee Bucks decided to move on from him and uh, it seems like there was some weird thing they were doing with some consulting of Doc Rivers. And so Doc might have behind the scenes been angling to uh, or kind of putting a, a little whisper in their ear to, uh, like, I should be the coach and I'll take over and write this thing. And uh, I mean, they weren't even bad. They were 30 and 13, uh, but he gets fired. And almost immediately, all the players start celebrating and uh, are posting all these things. And all these uh, bad things come out. Uh, now that uh, now that uh, Dame is with Giannis, uh, Chris Haynes seems to get an awful lot of inside information from Giannis now too. In addition to Dame, um, and he had some things that uh, a bunch of incidences that happen. And apparently the players just could not stand Adrian Griffin and uh were very happy and feel free now that he is gone. Uh so what did you just think of the whole thing? Should he have been fired? Is it the right move? And what do you think about them hiring Doc, who hasn't had the greatest um runs here in the playoffs lately? Uh just complete out of this weird, weird situation mid season for a team that had one of the best records in the NBA
1: yeah i was quite surprised i was actually driving home and uh get the notification on my phone the bucks have fired Adrian griffin it was kind of out of nowhere i don't think anyone really expected that to happen um but yeah i mean if, if if you got to the point where he lost the locker room the night before you had Giannis drawing plays in the sideline that was a clip <laughs> that everyone was posting and uh and there was another incident i believe when um Janis gets mad at adrian griffin adrian griffin tries to take him out of the game Giannis refuses and uh, yeah, it just seemed like things weren't going well. It was well. also a thing and, with Terry Stotts. Or, yeah, I was about yeah. to say, Terry Stotts leaves, and uh, apparently Adrian Griffin yelled at Terry Stotts in front of everybody because Terry Stotts wanted to talk to the players for a second. It, it all sounded really bad, and uh, it's kind of weird four years into – or or 43 games into a four-year deal, and you're already fired. But I think with the Bucks, you don't really have any time to waste. I understand Dame and Giannis – Giannis is still decently fine, but obviously Damian Lillard is 33, 34. Like it's he's got who knows how long. He, I, I assume he'll be able to play for really good at, for three more years, but you never truly know. So I, I understand them not wanting to waste a season if Adrian Griffin has already lost a locker room and uh and I know some people had problems with how he ran his offense as well, barely using Damian and Giannis and uh, pick and roll or whatever. And Doc Rivers, I know on a podcast said a bunch of quotes on how he would, you know, use them and how he <laughs> would coach the Bucks. So I don't know if the Bucks listened to that and was like, oh, we need and Doc Rivers, uh, you know, they gave him a three and a half year deal. Uh I don't know if he was the best coach available. You could argue that he was just because obviously we're in midseason. I don't know who else they could have gotten. I know some people brought up the idea of like Mike Dantoni. Um but yeah, I mean it was surprising, but if it needed to be done, it needed to be done. Obviously Giannis uh, afterwards had nothing but good things to say about Adrian Griffin. He's not going to be the guy that says, oh, yeah, we need to get rid of him. He was terrible. I hated him. He, like He's obviously not going to say that. Uh, but, yeah, clearly something needed to change, uh, not record-wise, but in within the locker room, sounds like things were going south. And uh, I think it's yeah. better to get out of the way than wait till later in the season, right? So, like, you know, we're <clears throat> not at the deadline yet. Give Doc Rivers some time to uh, grow accustomed to this team. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was the right move if it truly was a lost locker room.
0: I found myself being kind of frustrated with the fact that the Bucks are a small market team. Um, you know, a, a few years ago, they could have played it the same way Portland played it with Dame, and that's just, like, kind of try to incrementally get better, never really go all in. But they go all in, get Drew Holiday, they trade a bunch of picks, and and stuff to get him. And uh they just they they wanted to win with Giannis and they put their money where their mouth was and got got him some good players and were willing to pay to do it, do what it takes to win. And uh that results in a championship. And then they're not satisfied there. They, you know, they end up trading for Dame and then um like this is a move that a team only a team that wants to win makes like a lot of teams, including the Blazers would not fire Adrian Griffin in this situation. They would be like, no, we're not eating all that money, you know? And um, so I applaud them and I'm kind of jealous that they're willing to admit mistakes, first of all. And then second of all, just uh, willing to pay what it takes to get rid of them. There's no salary cap for coaches, so it's just you know out of the team's pocket, and so uh, yeah, I, I kind of commend them. Like it was kind of their mistake to begin with for hiring him, Um, but it's kind of weird too because he was up for a lot of jobs for many years, and he was always that guy. Him and Darvin Ham um, were those guys that were always like, "Oh, they're they're going to be the next guy," you know, and so he finally gets an opportunity and. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a head coach again with the way, um, some of these things, um, came out about him, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I think it's cool that the team identified it as a problem, took care of it. were willing to pay to take care of it and are that dedicated to winning with Damon Giannis that, um, they're willing to do that.
1: Yeah. One day we may get an owner that's <laughs> going to do the same, man. That's all we can Maybe. hope for.
0: Maybe. Uh, so, speaking of Dame, uh, just uh, a couple hours ago, he was named as an all star starter for the first time in his career. What are your thoughts about Dame finally getting that nod?
1: Yeah, as soon as it happened, no surprise. Twitter goes in flames. <laughs> Everyone hates that Dame's a starter. Um, yeah. I, and I know the players, a lot of players get hate, and it might just be because we're Dame fans or. Blazers fans, but it seems like Dame gets so much hate. It's not even funny. Uh, but, I mean, he's been a, a great player for his whole career, and this would be his first time starting. Yeah. I know Brunson or Maxi. Some people even threw Derek White in there, guys that <laughs> deserved it over him. Uh, but I think Dame deserves at least one all-star start. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, and I'm very, very happy for him. Um, and uh, the Bucks are good. He's been decent this year, of course. Um, and then, obviously, Brunson's been really good. We know that. But I, I think uh, I think Dame deserves it. I really do. This is uh, a long time coming.
0: Yeah, my opinion, uh, if you're going to have 50% of the voting process be the fans, you have to live with them picking who they want to be starters, not necessarily who the best is.
1: And Bryson and has you, more of an advantage. He's got the New York market yeah. on his side.
0: Yeah, but if you want to be – If you want to have it be the five best players this season, then change the process. But I know they've kind of tweaked it a little bit, but it's still weighed heavily towards the fan uh, votes, especially if there's uh, like even players or whatever. Um, But yeah, so I'm really happy for Dame that he finally got that. Um, That's one of the things that was missing from his resume. And in the West, it's just so tough um people are crying about steph curry uh for the first time in a long time not getting a starting spot and uh um yeah so i like that
1: though i think shay deserves it um, yeah yeah
0: sga and luca definitely i don't i don't think there's any question you can make an argument for them over uh curry but yeah i mean brunson is having a great year there's no doubt about that and he will be an all-star so um i i don't think it really matters that much but i'm i'm just happy that dame finally got that nod
1: because brunson wasn't even an all-star at all last year right you
0: no know. he was yeah he was one of the snubs he yeah. should
1: definitely get it this year for sure mm-hmm. so um i definitely expect him to be an all-star so yeah it sucks yeah. he's not starting i get it but i think uh you know eventually he'll probably get one especially if he keeps playing the way uh the way he is uh um and-
0: People act like Dame's been a bum. I mean, he's still averaging about 25, 26 points a game. That's yeah. had some really good games, some really good moments, a couple of game winners or times where he took over at the end of games. Um, and a lot of that might've been the coaching now um, that maybe we'll see a shift in Dame more towards the player we're accustomed to, but it's not like he's been, I, I mean, he's been bad if you're just thinking of it in terms of, like how good he was the last couple of seasons of Portland. But um, I don't think he's been bad in terms of like, like, oh, he's a bum. It shouldn't be an all-star type player.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, and then uh, of course, like I said, this week was crazy. You had cat uh, and Joel Embiid on the same night. Joel Embiid dropping 70 cat had like 44 a half and ends, uh, ends up i believe with 60 something if i remember 62
0: correct. i think yeah yeah something and like they that. lost
1: and they lost and apparently his plus minus was zero which is just absolutely insane to think about <laughs> when you drop 60 <laughs> your plus minus was zero that's so wild that that even like fathom uh and then uh with that also happening we did have a trade this week mm-hmm. Terry Rozier has been traded to the Miami Heat for a 2027 lie protected first round pick. Uh, It becomes unprotected in 2028 if it does not convey. Uh, Kyle Lowry is headed to Charlotte. Obviously, we'll never play a game there. Um, And then uh, Rozier is going to actually made his debut uh, last night with the Miami Heat. I don't know how he's doing tonight. Uh, But what are your thoughts on the, the trade for Miami? How good do you think Rozier makes them?
0: Uh, I don't know how good it makes them. It definitely helps them, I think, despite if they lose again tonight and lose back-to-back games since they got him. But uh, I think he's the type of player they needed. Uh, He's having a fantastic year. He's appeared here on Who's Crushing It (laughs) several times um, and played really well without LaMelo. And I think once he gets comfortable there, he'll be really good. I feel like their defense, especially in the playoffs, is good enough. But they always were kind of missing that dude who could just get him a bucket and Rogier's that guy. um, And I feel like the price to get him. I I mean, giving up a first is tough, but I think um, it's a pretty fair value for him. And uh, I also think it was a good move by the Hornets to move on from him and get out of his salary for future years and um, get that first round pick uh, for him as well. So I thought it was a good trade for both teams and, once Rozier gets comfortable, I think he'll he'll help them. And they also didn't have to give up a ton of stuff to to go after, um, you know, a Donovan Mitchell or someone, Genente Murray. They probably have to give up more for him. So um, I, I thought it was a solid move for both teams.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Rozier is a really good upgrade for um, the Heat. Obviously, the point guard position, apparently they might still be interested in Tyus Jones. Would love that for them as well. Um, and then Charlotte sets themse- uh, set themselves up very beautifully at the deadline. Uh, if there is some teams desperate to get off some, some, mon- some money, Charlotte mm-hmm. has two very, very big expiring contracts with Kyle Lowry and Gordon Hayward. So they have yeah. set their some up, z- set, set themselves up to potentially turn that Rozier trade into another first round pick, obviously taking on bad salary within that as well. Um, I was doing a video on this, uh, the other day, um, talking, thinking about it and, uh, know some of the bad contracts i thought about and i again i don't know how desperate these teams are are going to be to get off these contracts but for example if like the hawks are desperate to get off a bunch of salary they have a lot and i don't know what the hawks direction will be Uh, you have john collins in utah if they're desperate to get off of him after just getting him jordan pool i i don't know how much the (laughs) wizards would rush trying to move him but i i don't see that one and then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Tory brought up the idea of DeAndre Ayton, but I don't know if the Blazers are really desperate to get off of him. And I yeah. don't think we should have a pick. We should be trading anyway to get off of him. Um, mm-hmm. Unless the Hornets are just amazed by Ayton, then you can have him, I guess. But yeah. other than that, yeah, I think the Hornets set themselves up. I'm sure there's going to be some player we're not going to <laughs> Ben Simmons was another one I thought of. But honestly, I feel like the Brooklyn Nets should almost keep him because next year's uh, contract is forty million dollars, ex- $40 million expiring. Yeah. So whether that is used to go trade for a star or, you know, take on salary and get a bunch of picks or whatever I, that I feel like they should almost keep Ben Simmons in that scenario. If, like there was like three or four years left and absolutely maybe do that. But I think since two years, I, I would almost keep him if I'm Brooklyn.
0: Well, apparently uh, he's close to playing. Yeah. He's Monday. The D league, back, so, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, so speaking of videos and you do, so um, just want to, prop you up here, go check out his YouTube channel, Crushables, uh, right here on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, it's a great channel. He does all kinds of rebuilds and stuff like that. Including, you said you just did one about Miami? Yeah, Miami, Charlotte. And Charlie. I did both yeah. of them, both sides nice. of that trade. Yep, so go check that out if you would. Uh, go subscribe to his channel. Um, and then also, if you're not subscribed to this channel, Blazers Uprice Podcast, uh, if you don't mind leaving a like and subscribing, we really appreciate it. And uh, also, thank you to everyone who leaves comments, uh, even if they're not positive. Uh, we appreciate you watching and commenting on the videos. But also, thank you to everyone who's been very supportive. And we get a lot of uh, kind words are sent our way about the show. And so I'm glad you guys have been enjoying it, and uh, hope to uh, continue to bring this to you for a long time. Uh, But that being said, let's talk about who's crushing it this week. Um, Who is your first guy for who's crushing it?
1: Uh, It's the guy that hit a clutch shot against us down the stretch. Uh, He's been very, very good for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is Jalen Williams. He's been pretty amazing as of late. I didn't have to do too much. Yeah, J-Dub. Didn't have to do too much last night because the game kind of ended up being a blowout, which that game was a lot of fun, especially when Wimbenyama dunks on Chet and starts uh, talking smack. I didn't realize those two didn't like each other, by the way, that I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. That's cool. That's going to be a fun rivalry for uh, years to come, but mm-hmm. uh, he had, you know, 20, 20, against Turnbulls, 27 against the jazz, 25 against Clippers and 25 against the Lakers. And yeah, he's been pretty good. Uh, Jim Williams is someone I never thought would be as good as he is. And the thunder found themselves a gym with him.
0: Yeah. Uh, my first one is someone we talked about earlier, but uh, we played them recently. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, the last three games is averaging 27 points and 8.3 assists on shooting 50% from three. So very talked about it a little bit earlier, but he's been playing really well amidst the trade rumors.
1: Yeah. My next one, even though I probably shouldn't have have him on here, but he was a lot of fun to watch last night. That was Victor weapon. has been absolutely, yeah. has been absolutely crushing it lately. 24 mm-hmm. points, 12 rebounds had four blocks yesterday against Oklahoma city, six blocks against the wizards the other night um and again watching him uh you know get in chet's face was just so much fun and then chet like comes down the court and like does a screen but as you could tell chet was trying to like hit when yama gets called for an offensive foul and yeah, yeah. That, that um i'm i'm hoping one day we can see those two in a seven game series because that mm-hmm. would be fun watching those two go at it
0: yeah it's gonna be awesome watching that for years and um so there's been some talk that Victor Mbignan has been on a minutes restriction. There's been some talk that they might ease up on that for the rest of the season. That'd be cool to see him kind of unleash because he's been putting up monster numbers even without playing a whole lot of minutes. So uh, my next guy uh, is DeJounte Murray. talked about him a little bit, but another guy who is playing well amidst trade rumors, uh, maybe improving his value a little bit. Last four games averaging 26 points and 7.3 assists on good shooting and stuff like that.
1: And he had a game winner, I think, like last week as well. Hmm. I forget who it was against, but uh, Clutch Bucket. Um, really. And I think it was with Trey Young out. so yeah. Or uh, something like that. I can't something remember. like that, yeah. My last one is another rookie who went right after Wibanyama. He was one of my first who's crushing it, but Brendan Miller has been very, very solid as of late. Uh, he was so, my next one. <laughs> yeah, so Brendan Miller has been very, very good. Uh, you know, ended last night with 23 against the Pistons, 27 against the T Wolves. Uh, 23 against the Sixers and 24 against the Spurs has been very, very good for Charlotte. And uh, you know, you got they got a lot of criticism for obviously taking him over Scoop. Uh, but I think he's been pretty solid. He's definitely been good enough that uh, I think you know, obviously years down the line we might have a clear answer. Uh, scoot has had his struggles, but whenever we get bench Scoot, he seems to be pretty decent. But Brent Miller is still having a good season for the Hornets in his own right.
0: Yeah. Over averaging 24.3 over his last four, including shooting 45.2 percent from three. So, uh, really solid for him. Um, it doesn't feel like when you watch him, he's just putting up big numbers on a bad team. It feels like he's actually helping them be competitive and stuff like that. And you can see how he could be a good piece on a winning team. So, it's, it's good to see him. Well, and I was, I thought outside of the, the legal stuff, um, which obviously wasn't good. But if you're just talking strictly on the basketball court, I was really high on Brandon Miller. It's good to see that he's not, because he, he didn't look great in summer league. Uh, yeah. And so it's nice to see him play well. And then I guess we should probably mention um, here, you, you mentioned it earlier, but Joel Embiid with 70 points, you got you got to include him and in who's crushing it if he scores 70. And then Kat scoring over 60 as well even, though, um, lost, Kat, even so. though they lost <laughs> and they that's the one thing we forgot to talk about earlier too i guess at halftime they had noticed that uh joel scores like 70 or something and they were trying to get him to yeah to, to beat joel that night oh yeah forgot to win the game though guys <laughs> yeah you gotta <laughs> um, win the game in that
1: scenario
0: yeah. yep uh so you have anything else this week for uh hoops crash
1: i think I. I think we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, nice. So I don't got anything else.
0: Yeah. So like I said, go check out crushables YouTube channel, leave a like on this video. If you don't mind comment below your thoughts on everything that's happened this past week. Um, your thoughts on Dame being an all-star starter, your thoughts on Adrian Griffin being fired and doc rivers being the coach is still weird to me. Um, (laughs) Thoughts on the Terry Rogier trade and thoughts on the Blazers play of late. And uh, if you want to uh, forget to mention this every week, but if you want to talk about who you think has been crushing it in the comments as well, go ahead and leave who you've been watching play. Well, um, that, that'd be cool to read all of your comments. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching and supporting the channel and both Brady and myself. Go follow us on Twitter if you're not already. He's at Crushables59. I'm at Hoobstruck. And, uh, yeah, until next time, uh, we'll see you next week. As always, peace out. Go Blazers.